This is the Boulder Music Podcast. Last week I did the Greatest Songs by the Numbers episode. This week my co-host Kay wants to respond to that list. Kay, what was your problem with all those songs? Uh, Probably that it just seems... Oh, half of them seemed okay and the other half you're like, really? That? That made it? I don't know. I, I think the problem is that not your method, but the way that music is counted in general now. And I kind of have a problem with that. So what was what was the biggest problem on that list? Uh, again, that's the way they count the things. Like now you have, music has changed so much in how they are tallying things. Like now they're going by streams. They're not going by sales because, I mean, not very many people buy Yeah, CDs streaming's kind of king right now. Streaming is king, but listening to a song over and over is not the same as going out and buying the album or the single or whatever, which is how they used to count it. I mean, it's closer to how they counted like when they were doing the Jukebox plays. So it's a little closer, but it's still money per time versus, you know, you pay a flat fee or you do the free program and deal with ads. It's kind of apples and oranges to me. So you don't, you don't think that the numbers equate the legacy? No, because uh, legacy to me it, it means like a passage of time, like a classic. It's so I think it's probably the lack of classics or things I would determine to be classic on there that made me be like uh, a couple of them. I'm like, no, no, no. Come on. Come on. Come like on. which song? I probably have the uh, biggest what the fuck. And I know I'm going to get some hate about this and I don't whatever. I don't care. I got a feeling by, by the Black Eyed Peas. Now, it's not a bad song. It's, you know, a going out kind of song, you know. It's been done better kind of before, but whatever. I don't think it should, I don't think it should be on the list. Like, but it's all right. But the fact that it was on the Billboard charts for like 14 weeks, it doesn't make it great? Um, no, no, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say no, no, it doesn't. I, because there's a lot of things that are good that are like deeper cuts. But I mean, I, I tried to keep all the things that I would have said would have been, should have been on there because there's a whole bunch of things that really should have been on there but i tried to keep those all things that were popular just i thought they should have been way more popular because they're much better than the things that actually became popular so compared to the fact that you talk about how much you like stairway to heaven i do like how, stairway to heaven so how how is it that the black eyed peas with i got a feeling again 14 weeks as number one on the charts, Stairway to Heaven doesn't doesn't have that kind of a thing. Why it doesn't chart as well, I'm not at liberty to say. It should have. It was extremely popular at its time. They played it over and over and over again. I don't know if they were going by radio plays or if they're going by why. I don't know why it wasn't. It probably should have been. I don't know if I would put it on there, but I, it should have been. Well, and, and you mentioned you have a problem with the way these are being counted, like how, how these lists are, what's qualified as being the most played you feels like kind of whack a little bit did i did i well i don't know if i would say that it's whack. i would say that it's you can't really compare the two i mean the way things are counted now like there's good songs on there but there's i mean it okay it got like a, a million plays or whatever it is on on spotify but i don't know i don't think that what people play is equated to greatest i don't i, I give i'm probably wrong in that mm -hmm. but there are so many songs that i'm like well why wouldn't that be on there like that's a much better song and so i guess i have a, a question with the quality versus quantity with, with last week's list could you at least show some respect for obviously you have issues with black eyed peas but could you show respect 
for any of the other songs on there. Well, I don't I don't mean to necessarily disrespect the Black Eyed Peas. It's not really my thing, but I also don't think it belongs on the greatest of all time. But I mean, there's a lot of like a lot of the older stuff and the twist and the Elton John songs. Elton John songs I totally get because Elton John is amazing. But uh, I mean, I'll give it to, you know, I'll give it to the Macarena. It's it's kind of entwined itself into our lives. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe I got a feeling is there too, because you hear that at all weddings too. What about uh, what about Lil Nas X? We were we were talking before we hit the record button for this that you you probably hearing my cat right now. Anytime I hit record on this microphone, she wants to talk. Uh, She's got opinions about this too. I guess I need to make her the Boulder Kitty podcast or something. I don't know. I don't Same. know who. Would your cat be the co-host or something? Yes, they could sit there and talk to each other. <laughs> or at least he'd have a cat that wants to speak back to him. So Little Nas X, before we started recording, is that you've, you've never really listened to his music. I think you listened to Old Town Road because I think I sent it to you. Well, no, I've heard Old Town Road. I looked it up because, you know, there was such a buzz about it. And I'm like, well, I gotta know what everybody's talking about. And, you know, it's good. Um, I think it's awesome that, it, you know, it was number one for so long. I I like Little Nas X, his uh his presence on Twitter, just tearing people down, is pretty great. Mm. You know, when, when people come at him and being like, you know, just slapping them down, it's pretty awesome. Again, to me, to me, greatest and longevity go kind of hand in hand. So, I mean, I, I, I hope it, I hope it does work out for him. I, I, I do like that song. That, that is a good point, though. Do you think there is any longevity to any of these songs? You don't. Do you think that you know? Obviously, like you know, we've we've mentioned like Stairway, but like Bohemian Rhapsody or you know anything that the Beatles have ever produced like though that's longevity and it, right. you know but do you look at this list and do you see I don't want to call them one hit wonders but more of like do you think they're going to be forgotten about anytime soon well I think it depends on how well it embeds itself into pop culture and 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 into the sort of the lexicon zeitgeist mm-hmm. that kind of thing so if enough hype is built up when the macarena came out i thought that that was like a i thought that was a one-hit wonder thing but apparently it made a list and and it's it's entrenched you know and not necessarily our day-to-day but i mean it does it's not going anywhere yeah i mean it's turning 25 this year don't say that <laughs> i'm sorry i had a, i did the math you know like uh, uptown funk and the macarena have have been said that they are in the um the September music catalog. I can't remember the exact terminology of it, but basically Uptown Funk and the Macarena are going to be in weddings and wedding, well, it's more wedding receptions. I think that's why they call it the September Mm. music catalog. So, I mean, like, if if that's something that, you know, obviously, if if everybody's going to play it at their weddings for time to come, there is longevity to, like, Uptown Funk. There is, and I suppose that's also, I admit that's probably also true about the black eyed peas they're just so banal i guess is the right word i don't know there's a great there's a great quote from the office about the black eyed peas from robert california which paraphrasing a bit here but that it's rock and roll for people who don't like rock and roll it's rap for people who don't like rap it's pop for people who don't like pop and i think that's pretty spot on mm-hmm. so i mean it's okay but it's not enough for me to be like this is fantastic this is great this is innovative this is whatever uh you you've mentioned uh the first time we we talked on this podcast you mentioned you're a big dylan fan uh during my research i kept finding the rolling stones 500 greatest songs list and dylan was number one with like rolling stone do you agree with that i'm not gonna fight him about it or anything like it's good i don't know if it's i wouldn't put it on the greatest list i do like dylan i'm not 
not a huge super huge fan i just i do enjoy it but i wouldn't say it's the greatest like he's good but he's he's not the greatest yeah you, you like him more as a songwriter than he is as a as a mus- musician i do i mean i have listened to a fair amount of his stuff but i don't again i think he's good i don't think he's greatest list so i mean i know rolling stone probably only picked him because of the name but i don't think he's the greatest uh the other thing i noticed with this list that i did last week is that uh, there was a lot of recent songs you know there there was a couple elvis songs there was uh, the chubby checker song elton john but mainly it was a lot of songs that happened within recent years do you think that this list suffers from recency bias yeah because they're counting streams and streams are they are indicative but they are also could be easily manipulated i once fell asleep listening to Florence and the Machines Lungs album over and over again, like on oh, Xbox Music or whatever it was. And it kept playing, so it seemed to think that I really, 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 really loved that album. I did really like that album, but I did not love it, love it, love it. I don't I don't think it's really comparative to when you put down money and you buy an album. You go to a record store. It's something that you're never going to have again, and this is the new way of doing that, and I'm not adjusting well to that. I do yeah. love Spotify because I love streaming music because I ain't made of money here. I can't afford every single fucking song I like. So when it comes to uh, the billboard, because you, you went through the billboards and you didn't like what was in 2017, there was a lot of crap in 2017. Do you trust the billboards? Do you trust the RIAA certifications of, you know, gold and, and platinum and even diamond? Uh, I looked up after your podcast, I looked up the list of songs that have gone diamond because it's only like 40 something of them and uh, I just want to point out that in November of this last year Baby Shark went diamond and uh, so I'm not sure that diamond certification and legacy are at all related I mean I understand that like pop music is kind of decided by a younger generation I wouldn't think they meant like five-year-olds I, I mean that's that's the problem like but if but, if if it gets the attention and it gets to play like because for example like in 2020 the during the pandemic the sea shanties went crazy and the guy who brought the sea shanties back via tiktok he he got signed to a record label and he's like charting over in the uk so it's that's that's not something you know like when you think about sea shanties are just a bunch of songs that you know drunken sailors sung while they worked is now topping the charts you know hundreds of years later do you count that as well as legacy well i mean it's like they had they probably don't have recordings of that the original sea shanties i don't i don't really know what to make of sea shanties honestly but they're they're great they're okay but i mean i don't i i i'm just sort of like i i don't know what to do with this like i I don't know where to put it i i don't have a place for it in my brain i don't understand and speaking of diamond certification um there's a lot of recent albums and recent songs and albums that are diamond because diamond started in 1999 there are some older albums that are getting the diamond certification like the wall and led zeppelin 4 what's more impressive to you is it one song getting diamond certification or the whole album going diamond a whole album because there's a lot of great single tracks out there and there's a lot of great songs from like one hit wonder type bands the ability to make an entire album that's good and worth buying has always been more impressive to me i had a lot of i had a lot of you know 45s a lot of singles but buying an album and keeping that album so i went through all my cds because i had a fuck ton of cds I'm like if i can't find three songs i like on this album i'm putting it in the 
and sell a pile and give away a pile. Just sell. I, I feel like there are those songs, or not those songs, I feel like there's albums out there that are the one track albums like not that there's one track listed but the selling point of these albums are just the single let's swing let's swing back real quick i uh, mentioned stairway a couple times uh, mm-hmm. again you, you talk about stairway being being good which it is, it is. It, and, it and there's a legacy to listen. it there's a legacy to it mm-hmm. but there's also that uh the legacy is accompanied by the whole copyright infringement so you don't think that ruins the legacy uh well let's up stairway let's up one in particular has uh been accused of plagiarism on a number of things i did just a quick glance and uh rolling stone has a list of like 10 boldest which to me means there's a lot more than 10 songs that they've stolen from but would that would that change anything for me no because like a lot of songs i really like sound like other songs that i also like uh come as you are by nirvana sounds just like 80s by killing joke enough that killing joke sued them for it but then kurt cobain died so they like dropped it both of those songs sound just like life goes on by the damned so i mean if you go far back enough a lot of things sound the same and we will be talking about that in an upcoming episode cheap little plug cheap little plug for music plagiarism so with all those questions out of the way let's talk about what you think would be the greatest song or contenders for that greatest song title this is not about the numbers that was last week talking about the numbers of grammys and in the ria certification etc but this is all about opinion so these aren't replacing exact ones we're just saying what things should have been considered yes right Okay. Yes. Things I'm like, why isn't this on here? Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. It seems like a no-brainer to me. I don't know why it's not. I don't know why it's not on there. Because it's a great fucking song. And it beats the pants off of I Got a Feeling. (laughs) And Uptown Funk. Fight me. (laughs) I mean, I haven't looked up the, uh, the numbers according to Under Pressure to compare them against the other ones. But... I, yeah, it is a good song. You know, Bowie and, and Queen working together. That's, you know. You got legends. Peanut butter com- and jelly. Coming together, making a fantastic song. I, well, I don't know why it wasn't on the list. I don't get it. I, I don't I don't really get it either. But I, I understand your frustration that, <laughs> I mean, this is actually what's interesting is a little backstory for everybody. I was going to do this podcast by myself. Like the whole podcast, like the whole thing about having Kay on the podcast was not a thing. And I told her about last week's episode and you were, you were miffed. I was declaring shenanigans. I got a broom. I was ready. You, I wish I could go back to those text messages. It's, it's, it'd be a lot of scrolling, but you, you seem like you had a big issue with it. And so I was like, well, do you want to talk about it on my podcast? And so last week's episode is what sparked you being on the show. Now, obviously you've been on a couple episodes prior to the release of last week's episode, but on, on the topic of Queen and Bowie, I do feel like they both have uh, songs that are in contention for being the greatest song ever because Queen and Bowie, they just, you know, 
They're untouchable, in my opinion. I would be hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't like either of them. There there might be people out there. Which I mean, I'm sure there are, but I mean, We don't want to know those people at all. Probably know a couple. People I haven't discussed music with, probably. So, like, David Bowie has Space Oddity, Rebel Rebel, Moon Age Daydream, Ziggy Stardust, Life on Mars, uh, Lazarus, which is, which is from his last album. I still think that's a good song. It's sad, but, I mean, he went out in a way that as a musician I think you should go out with like saying this is it folks like goodbye I think what what is interesting about Bowie is that he sort of transcended that choice between is it better to burn out than to fade away mm -hmm. because he didn't do either you know he it, it was it was it was dignified I mean it wasn't like it wasn't like a flash it's not a flash in the pan and he's not didn't just fade away I don't know if I'm making sense right now no no you're making sense you know he's he's gone through many different phases in his career career and i think that's what lends itself is the is the remaking of yourself the mm -hmm. remaking of your image i should say i mean he's always the same person but retooling that image over and over again you know and he, he lived this big rock star life and he you know there's a there's a lot of things that I, i've heard about david bowie in his you know personal life as being like this rock star image you know, the whole Ziggy Stardust kind of an image. I think this kind of like personifies, you know, that. But with Lazarus, it's like almost like taking off that armor and shedding the skin of being a rock star and just being like, well, it's over. You know, like, you know, he, he could have his last album. He could have been like, you know, I'm still a rock star all the way until the end. But at the same time, this was like a way of him hanging it up and saying goodbye and like that's to me like that's more powerful to set and say you know i want i want to at least say goodbye on my terms you know like he, right. he, he he died not too much longer after that but at least he he got to have that farewell and he got to have that last moment in time the funny thing is that my favorite bowie songs are not even like things like ziggy stardust which are good I, I do mm -hmm. like his old old stuff, but my favorite my favorite album of his came out in like the nineties. Again, the nineties. Love him. And uh it has like a whole story. It's like a concept album kind of thing. So all my favorite all my very top favorite David Bowie songs come from that album. And then the other side of Under Pressure Queen. Uh I mean they they have some so, you know, obviously Bohemian Rhapsody is at the top of the list for, you know, one of the greatest songs. Because to me, I am that kind of guy that likes those weird, quirky songs. Because, you know, nobody thought it would be a hit back when they made it. Because they're like, you know, this is weird. This ain't what everybody else is doing. It is extremely strange to me that Bohemian Rhapsody was not on that list. Because that thing, like, charted, like, three times. Yeah, yeah, it did chart three times. I would say out of, out of all, like, you know, compared because I compared Hey Jude and Stairway right. and Bohemian Rhapsody, I would say that was probably the one song that, you know, it, it's up there. I mean, like, it's... No, it wasn't on, you know, top of the, the Billboard charts for 19 weeks like Old Town Road, but it did at least chart in three different decades, and it still has a life, you know, long after the band is, you know, over. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is like To me, that's... That's legacy. That's greatness. I mean, some of the some of the new stuff that's on the list, like Old Town Road and Uptown Funk and stuff, they might be legends. That I don't I don't know if enough time will tell. Yeah, too early I, to, to say. To, to me, it's too early to say. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, I would say that about the Macarena too. But that came, that shit came out in the nineties, and I can, I'm in complete denial about that. <laughs> Twenty five <laughs> fucking years. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm sorry. I do that to my wife too, where I'm like, this came out like 25 years ago, and it was in our lifetime, and she's like, don't fucking tell. me 
me that. I'm very much denial that the, the 90s weren't like 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Uh, and then also Queen, uh, We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions. Really good songs. Also kind of surprising that I didn't make it. Killer Queen is, is good. I mean, some of these things are, are getting revitalized because they put them in movie trailers and video games and stuff. And that's how like it's reaching a different audience than just, you know, like, well, if you didn't listen to your parents' records, you don't know this shit, you know? Well, obviously, I think more the fact is that like what revitalized Bohemian Rhapsody was Wayne's World in the 90s and then right. they did the bi- music biopic Bohemian Rhapsody so I mean I th- I think that's I don't, I'm surprised more and more music biopics are not hopping up where you try to revitalize the the legacy of these you know musics or like just try to just bring bring attention back to something that's kind of been forgotten about you know like, I think Bowie should get a, uh, a movie biopic. I would watch this film. <laughs> I would. I don't know who you'd have, him, who'd play him, but I was surprised with uh, with Remy Malik. I thought, I was like, really? Oh, I guess. And you see him in, like, as him, and you're like, shit, he did a really good job. So what else do you want to say would be the contender for the greatest song ever? Um, Other things I'm surprised that didn't make it would be Yesterday by The Beatles. Because that is on a couple of number one lists of like, you know, top pop songs covered. or whatever. And that is covered. Like, it's like one of the most covered songs ever. But uh, also Eleanor Rigby, because that's a fantastic song. And I'm not just saying that because there's violins in it. <laughs> you do like them violins. I mean, I, I am sort of. Maybe if maybe if I got a feeling had had a had a string instrument in there, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Got a funky beat. I'll get down to it. Yeah, yeah. Beatles do have a lot of, uh, a, lot of a lot of hits that you could put there you know hey jude is good come together is good sergeant peppers the like the first track get by with a little help from my friends and i love everything from let it be i had the let it be album and the let it be naked album i don't know what my favorite beatles album is revolver and what's weird is i have met people that they're like man fuck the beatles and it's like man fuck you i probably know people that are like fuck the beatles because it got ruined for them because you know somebody just wouldn't stop fucking playing it and be having annoying conversations about it i would say there there could be a, a an aspect of overplayed or like overhyped would be another one like the guy who did my tattoo like really didn't like led zeppelin and it's like how do you not like Led Zeppelin. Just their music? Not like a personal thing? or Their music. Oh. My husband will never put it on. He'll, he'll listen to it while it's on, but he'll never be the one to be like, let's listen to Led Zeppelin. I, th- I think I think his, his parents might have played it too much when he was a kid or something. <laughs> so see, that happens. Besides Stairway, do you think there's other contenders in the Led Zeppelin catalog that could be great? Cashmere. Cashmere's good. Immigrant song, probably. That one's good. That one keeps cropping up because keep putting it in movies, too, so... I have I have Dazed and Confused, but Dazed and Confused, I think, also is one of those uh, copyright infringement. It is. It so, is. I saw it on the list. Uh, and ultimately, like, I, I've had a couple Led Zeppelin CDs, like, I, but to me, I like them live. My sister got me for Christmas How the West Was Won, which is a live album. It's, it's a three-disc set, and I think live, they're so much better than like studio, in my opinion. I think I prefer the studio version. I've heard a couple of the other live things. You know, you put it on one of those like songs K should know. But you also that was like that's like a twenty seven minute song, man. Dude, more music, man. I ain't got that kind of time to dedicate to one song. I mean I I, if, I usually if, draw if, my if limit on like typo negative songs that are like maybe at most like twelve to fifteen minutes. Twenty seven minutes. That's a job, man. I mean 
if, if you're going to put music on, like housework, I think housework is like big with music because, you know, you just need something to listen to to yeah. keep yourself motivated. And you just want to have music on. I feel like that would be a good one because at least for 27 minutes, you there's music, you know. I also met a guy who didn't like live music. So if you don't really like the live music aspect like if you're strictly a studio person i don't think you would enjoy listening to live music but for some reason i just fucking love like recorded live music so i shouldn't i shouldn't complain too much about the timing actually there is a song by uh godspeed you black emperor that is really fucking long but it's also like three or four songs in one there's a there's a middle part that's just amazing and i i think it might be better than than what's up but that's not we're not getting into that we're not getting into that <laughs> i and it's it's weird that i i just i love long songs you know Twenty One Twelve by rush is 20 minutes and 33 seconds and yeah that was also on there on the same playlist and i'm like how much time does he think i have during the day <laughs> uh whole lot of love live from how the west was won is 2101 dazed and confused is 2918 i mean how long do you think you listen to music for um on any given kind of day uh, i don't know maybe an hour like just no because trying to squeeze it in because if you know listen to classes while you're also listening to music then you're going to miss something okay. i mean for me like i i do script writing for this podcast and i've been working on another podcast i i just put music on just for something in the background because you know i'm not doing something too crazy well if i know. got the time i'll dedicate hours to it if like if, if i don't have anything you know i can just you know, do that play video games do that write do that draw well so i don't consider myself a person that is easily put off by long songs apparently compared to you i am but i mean this always makes me think <laughs> of when uh my husband had control over the music at his family's thanksgiving and i invited my cousin to come with me and he put on a, a my life with bro kilt cult song and she tolerated the first seven minutes of it and then she was just like i can't i cannot take it anymore it has to stop <laughs> it does get a little repetitive I, I i could put up with repetitive songs as long as they're at least under five minutes in my opinion i think we've played it in your presence and you were like i get it now i get why she was like i can't deal with this anymore because yeah you know, i'm a wrestling fan and there's some entrance songs that i like you know entrance songs when the wrestler walks to the ring and some of them has lyrics and they just focus on like they just it's like a repeating chorus there's no verses and by minute three you're like okay we can move on kind of a thing i could i could i could tolerate it to some point but yeah i think i i do agree with your your family member on that she is right sometimes <laughs> elvis could you think of any other songs you think that should have been on there yeah. uh or am i the one who's got an opinion on that Jailhouse Rock is good. I think I like the Blues Brothers version better than that. I also like the Motley Crue version. I guess the, those are, obviously those are covers, but Jailhouse Rock is, is good by Elvis as well. I'm not as big a fan of Jailhouse Rock. I think I like mid to late, uh, like 70, six to like late 60s. 70. I think my favorite Elvis song came out in 70. And that's never not gonna, that's, I think that barely charted when it came out. But I mean, like, why? I'm surprised that, like, Can't Help Falling in Love with You wasn't on there. Heartbreak Hotel. How did those not make it? I guess I, the main thing is, is in my research, they were jukebox plays. No, but they, they were more noted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I went to, like, a Wikipedia page and it was noted for some reason within this Wikipedia page as, like, when it comes to, you know, Elvis music. And obviously it was before. Before the Billboard charts started doing the top 100, they were doing the um, jukebox and the best sales in store. That 
that was noted. So I like Blue Christmas by Elvis. I don't think my wife likes me singing Blue Christmas by Elvis. Probably not. <laughs> so other things that I'm like, how is this not on there? The Rolling Stones. I know you're not a big fan of Rolling Stones. I think you're wrong about that. But how how is the Rolling Stones not on there? It seems it seems again like a no-brainer. It seems like something that should have at, at least a footnote or something. I know you've heard Rolling Stones that you probably thought is okay because they played in house. And I know you watch that shit. Like you don't even like you can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. I feel like I've always heard it in like the 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 children choir version, if I'm remembering that correctly. I know what um, you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like it's nothing like I would seek out. You know what I mean? And and paint it black does sound familiar to me, but again, like it's I don't know something about the sound of it just kind of makes me, eh, I don't know. Sorry, everybody. Dear listeners, I put paint it black. Time is on my side, and I believe I also put wild horses on there. And he didn't respond to any of it. Please write in your dissatisfaction with that. <laughs> yeah, the, find us on Facebook and tell us, quote, you don't know shit about music. And I will not argue. We don't. I'm, yeah, no, I'm fully don't. expecting people to be like, you don't know shit because I got a feeling it was really good. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not enjoyable. I just said it's not the greatest. Uh, if somebody comes to our page to defend, I got a feeling that'd be interesting because I wouldn't know how to how to how to be like. Oh, okay, thanks for the like. Now, for me, a, a band that I really like, and it's a band that you've you've haven't really touched that much, is Rush. I have heard Rush because you do play it, mm -hmm. and I do enjoy it. I'm just not a super big Rush fan. Like I, I don't know all their stuff. I know this. Obviously, know that you've that you've put on the playlist and that you've played in my presence. Obviously, you're not a fan if you can't listen to something over four minutes and thirty seconds. No, things over like twenty something. I, I mean, I can go look up how long "Ease Tastings" is, which is that Godspeed You Black Emperor song. That's a long ass song, but only like a good. There's like a chunk of it that's music, music. And then it goes back and other some stuff. I, I, I think 2112 is good, especially for the fact that I think about our father-in-law when it comes to that song. Because when he was in school, I think it was high school, he had to write a paper and he came up with a plan to submit the lyrics of 2112 in for this assignment. So he had his girlfriend at the time, now his wife, our mother-in-law, write the lyric. Like he just handed her the the record like cover and said just write these lyrics and so she did it and he he turned it in and he got a good grade on it and he talked about how there was a, a generational gap between uh, obviously the music that was going on at the time and like something like 2112 and this teacher's age where he knew that like this guy wouldn't know Rush or 2112. I like how he not only did the assignment and just turned in the lyrics, but he didn't even write it. <laughs> no, he just came up with the idea for... They're going to come back and take his high school diploma for that. I would, I would, I would be so like upset and I think he'd probably just be like, you're no longer allowed to be married to my daughter or something like that as he shines up his shotgun i don't think he has a shotgun so you might be safe thank god do, do you do you think we could ever get our father-in-law on this podcast i would love to hear him because he's he's a music fan he, is. he he's not much of a talker though but he, he knows a lot about music he has a huge music collection and he listens to some of the weirdest stuff things you would be very surprised like he heard from my record collection like 
heavens to Betsy and he was like this is this is great and he like put it on and like um babes in toyland like this sort of like angry girl music quote unquote and he like really responded to it who knew uh other good songs by rush tom sawyer red barchetta uh, basically the whole moving pictures album subdivisions working man entre new i know i talked about entre new in our first episode together and i said it wrong i said it like an idiot because again i don't know shit about music or said, french apparently <laughs> I, I was gonna say i've never spoken french in my life but i live in des moines which is french for of, of the moines or something it's oh, french I think or it's something. like something of the monks yeah it's like land of, of the monks. monks or something like that yeah because the, the des moines river runs through here and that's the river of the monks so it's there you of go the monks so i don't know I, I i never said how smart now i'm trying to think on how you mispronounce it in the first one i said intranos intranos oh oh wow <laughs> i didn't even catch it because i didn't know i didn't know I didn't know the song at the time, and I was like, I didn't know what you were saying. That's okay. I have mispronounced many a thing. I do know that you and I share a common interest in the House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. Yes, that should have ver- that should have also been on there. Like seriously, come on! I, I mean, expected that, that to be at least number ten. That that song has quite the legacy for the fact that nobody knows like where it came from, and it's been around forever. Exactly. You want to talk legacy? Fucking House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. How? That's what I'm saying. How is? And another music plug. For me, next week, I'm going to be talking about the House of the Rising Sun and song interpretation, so please check that out. I mean, like, what's interesting is that there there's so many other versions of the song, but the animals do it the best. They really do. Hands down. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't think you can top it. Before we wrap up, do you have any other mentions to the greatest uh, um. song ever? Other things that I'm surprised that were not on there. The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Seems like something that was missing. I'm surprised that uh, Tiny Dancer wasn't one of Elton John's songs on that list. Because that's, pr- I would assume that, I thought that was his most famous song. Until I heard that list, I completely have forgotten about Candle in the Wind. I didn't know the other song. I, I was used to Candle in the Wind because my mom was a huge Princess Diana fan. So obviously after... You know her unfortunate death that was something i heard quite a bit i knew it you know before because it, it was around before but then and then it came out again after her death and but i completely when you if you ask me elton john songs that you think it would be most known that is not in my brain it's all it's it's always tiny dancer not my favorite elton john song but i'm surprised that it's not it was not on the list yeah. I thought I thought everybody loved that song. Well, that was at least Kay's response to the last week's episode about the greatest songs by numbers. I could have gone on, but you know, there's only so much time. Wanted to save people. Keep it in my pocket. Save it for later. So uh, we are on Facebook. So if you want to give us a like, you know, give us a comment about anything you want. Like, hey, you should talk about this, or you should probably stop talking about that, or you guys don't know shit about music because the Black Eyed Peas are great, or something. I didn't say they were bad. I just said they weren't <laughs> great. Please share and subscribe and come tomorrow. May you be bolder than today.